Volume One, Chapter Fifteen of Cats. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Cats: Their Points and Characteristics, with Curiosities of Cat Life, and a Chapter on Feline Ailments, by W. Gordon Stables. Volume One, Chapter Fifteen. The Adventures of Blinks A Tale of a Kitten in Ten Mews Dramatis Personae 1. Blinks, the son of Muffy 2. Muffy, the mother of Blinks and queen of cats 3. Pretty Dick, a starling who speaks oftener than he is spoken to 4. The Ogre, the author 5. Theodore Nero, champion Newfoundland 6. The Cricket of the Hearth Mew 1. The Birth of Blinks The entrance into the world of the immortal hero of the following adventures is veiled in the darkest and most inky obscurity. Whence he came, or where he had resided, previous to his arrival, no one can tell. All that is positively known about the matter is this. I, the writer, retired to rest about ten by the clock on a cold and sleety night in winter. Previous to jumping into bed, I, as usual, locked, barred, and bolted the door of my room. Then, candle in hand, I peeped in below the bed, keeked into the cupboard and under the toilet table, and even cast an eye up the chimney, in order to be certain there were no robbers or midnight assassins concealed in the premises being satisfied that the only occupants of the room besides myself were nero muffy and pretty dick i extinguished the candle and crept quietly beneath the sheets now at that time there was no blinks well in the morning like a good old boy i awoke at seven and after rubbing my eyes and untying my flannel nightcap i put my hand once more below the bedclothes for i could distinctly feel something moving upon my breast i seized and hauled this something forth to the blessed light of day and lo and behold blinks blind little blinks good heavens cried i in astonishment for the windows were fastened the door still closed and the keyhole not unreasonably large where in the name of all creation did you come from and blinks replied in whisper but i could not catch what he said now from some concomitant circumstances namely the birth of five kittens on the evening of the same eventful day all of whom were consigned to a watery grave next morning as soon as they had taken breakfast i say from these circumstances i think there can be little doubt but that blinks is the son of my beloved cat and faithful servant muffy and that the name of his other parent is and must ever remain a mystery blinks was a lovely kitten and is a lovelier cat of the brightest and most varied tortoiseshell with stately limbs and bushy curling tail he stalks abroad a very prince among the feline tribes his paws are white as mountain snow and when he presents one to a human friend it feels as soft as the finest velvet but woe be to the mouse or rat or rabbit on whom those paws descend for sharp and deadly are the daggers hidden between those silken toes his ears are long his brow is broad and his eyes beam with intelligence love seems to float in their liquid depths as he purrs to some fair young lady cat 
but fires of hate and scorn flash from them as he gazes on a feline foe such is blinks mewtwo blinks eyes when another week had glided slowly away and the earth this world into which blinks had been so unceremoniously thrust had made seven somersaults and was preparing for the eighth blinks who was gently reclining in his mother's arms opened his little red mouth and whispered my ma yes my child muffy replied when will i get eyes ever my ma yes my child when my ma on the ninth day my child said muffy she spoke in a mournful tone of voice for she had not yet ceased to lament the untimely fate of her other five children oh my eyes cried blinks not heeding his mother's grief won't it be a jolly lark and straight away he sucked himself to sleep strange is it not that any mortal creature should sleep without any eyes to sleep with but so it was blinks slept mew three blinks opens his eyes his first thrilling adventure the ninth day dawned a day to be big with the fate of the young and innocent blinks who was on that auspicious morning to open his eyes for the first time on a world that heretofore had been as dark to him as if he had been living in an empty stone bottle with the cork in or like a frog in a buried teapot or like a toad in a stone this day the cork of the bottle so to speak was to be drawn the teapot dug up the stone to be broken he had innocently asked his mamma where the eyes were to come from and she in the beautiful imagery which only muffy could make use of told him that a wee angel caddy with snowy fur and wings all golden would fly gently down while he slept and hovering over him softly insert a little bright eye on each side of his head and by and by he would awake and see well the sun rose the bats and the owls all went to roost in haunted castles and lonely groves cocks clapped their wings and crew hedgehogs fell asleep among the dewy grass and weary authors went to bed but blinks like one of the ten foolish virgins slumbered and slept why slumbereth our hero blinks had determined to lie awake the whole of the preceding and eventful night in order to meet the first glimpse of the early dawn with open eyes and study the wonders of nature with his newly acquired sense of sight i say this is what blinks had determined to do it isn't by any means what he did do for long before the shadows of night had begun to battle with the light of coming morn poor weary blinks's eyes only half open were sealed in sleep and so he slept far into the day his fond mother had eaten her matutinal meal and lain down again to watch him nero had had his breakfast and a long walk with his master the starling had been piping and chattering from an early hour carts and cars and carriages had been rolling and rattling past trains had shrieked and puffed and stopped and backed and puffed and gone on again and still blinks was slumbering a very prolonged scream from an express train awoke him at last however and our young hero sprang to his feet gave a jerk with his brows a nod of his head and behold his eyes like the eyes of adam and eve were opened and like tam shanter vow he saw an unco sight strange too that at the same moment one of her majesty's ships that lay in the bay began to fire a salute of twenty-one guns blinks here bids me say there was nothing strange about it 
no wonder then that blinks thought himself lord of the universe and monarch of all he surveyed no wonder a pair of real eyes and a salute of twenty-one guns ho ho funny-looking eyes they were too light gray and glassy and with scarcely any visible pupils or center bits blinks stood for a moment evidently in a very undecided frame of mind like one who has too much to do and can't tell where to begin he appeared to be looking very earnestly and inquiringly at nothing in particular and was withal rather shaky about the extremities it was only for a minute however for on turning his head on a pivot his eyes fell on the well-pleased and admiring face of his mamma who had paused in the very act of washing her face with a spittle or two that she might gaze on her youthful prodigy so intent indeed was she that she did not even lower the fist she had been licking but sat with it raised in an attitude of such grace and beauty that had it been done in the theatre royal would have brought down the house now although blinks had had a long and intimate acquaintance with his mother's honest face it must be remembered that he only knew her by the touch or feel and not having seen her before how should he blinks be expected to tell who or what she he or it was that now gazed at his face might it not thought binks be some dreadful foe good heavens might it not be a wild mouse the thought was certainly alarming enough and he determined to at once act on the offensive so as a commencement of hostilities he gave a warlike leap backwards in order as he afterward remarked to make the spring the more dreadful this backward leap did to be sure cause him to lose his balance blinks here begs me to substitute the word equilibrium for balance as the latter is not soldier-like and reminds him of shopkeepers and such having found his balance beastly says blinks who as i write is sitting on and looking over my shoulder beastly english can't you say regained his center of gravity you dolt well well blinks got on his pins again and then was his back erected like unto a gothic arch on which the hair did bristle like unto a fretful porcupine or a cheap ham his tail was transformed into a miniature bottle brush and from his jaws came a sound intended to be at least awe-inspiring but which an impudent author might liken to the striking of a lucifer match all this was but the work of a second and only preparatory to a grand spring a spring which it is needless to say would have resulted in the total demolition of all good looks in the face of his worthy parent but just then struck with admiration at the pluck of her son muffy burst into a song of praise blinks listened he closed his eyes and listened again that voice he cried them music it is it is my ma my child my child cried the fond parent and blinks in the twinkling of 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 a little star was encircled by the hairy arms of his dear dam with a tit in each hand and one in his mouth then and not until then did pretty dick say bravo bravo you four further adventures of blinks after the dreadful adventure related in chapter third exhausted nature coveted nutrition that is blinks felt thirsty and for the succeeding succeeding sixty minutes blinks was busily engaged in discussing a dinner of titbits he wandered from one tit to another and from the other tit to the next and so on to the last and then back again to the first 
couldn't he stick to one tit no siree blinks would have replied the foremost tits contain butter the next cream the next sweet milk and the last whey my brethren and sisterin should have got the way they should but then my brethren were drowned in the cistern cistern good joke that for a nine days wonder eh having at length satisfied the cravings of nature and filled his belly blinks fainted when he heard this expression and on reviving bade me try again well then having laid up a little store of the lacteal fluid against further claims for sustenance blinks carefully put aside the skim milk tit as a thing all very good in its way but which a hero two hundred sixteen hours old and with real eyes ought to despise he laid it past and wheeling carefully round on one end stood up staggered for an instant and finally reopened his new organs as wide as he could and stared right in front of him apparently with no very decided intention of what to do or how to do it just then there fell upon his listening ears he had two one for each eye and was very proud of them too a sound which made him start and turn red so to speak with indignation was it possible he mused did his ears deceive him did he hear a laugh a laugh nay even a sneer a low snigger he gazed steadily in the direction from which the noise seemed to proceed and dang his eyes if it wasn't repeated wantonly repeated daringly done again and evidently the insult was aimed at him for there not many miles away at most were two great round goggle eyes a glowering at him over a book and a horrid great fleshy face all around them with tufts of bristly hairs hanging from the cheeks and a mouth with lips from which again came the sneer the low insulting snigger now blinks in the days of his darkness had often heard the same despicable sound and blinks's mamma called the voice master what thought he blinks have a master blinks the nine days wonder blinks with two real eyes but dash those same two eyes the thought was slavish no he wouldn't give a suck for himself if he would bear it and then that laugh that snigger come he would at once go on the warpath and find out this ogre which his mamma the old idiot idiot called master and demolish forever and crush into the minutest smithereens the mouth that dared to sneer the lips that dared to snigger dash his eyes if he didn't that was all walking was difficult though so blinks continued to muse and talk over a confounded rug too would his ma kindly take her stupid awkward-looking stump of a tail out of his way so ho oh gently hang it all with this last exclamation blinks tumbled off the rug fell three long inches through the air and screamed lustily for his ma my ma my ma roared blinks my child my child cried his ma i am with thee my child and he was forthwith carried by the nape of his warlike neck to his downy bed and happy thought he would have a drink and then ask his ma to get him a little golden carriage with four white mice as horses and a boy mouse in buttons behind for why he blinks was never made to walk nor meant to walk nor did he mean to walk for it was mean to walk and he couldn't wouldn't shouldn't so from thinking blinks came to dreaming 
then he once more slumbered and slept while his mother sitting over him nodded and sang mew five the ogre blinks goes abroad into the world but it was fated that blinks should not slumber long he was soon awakened by the rattling of plates or to speak more poetically the deafening din of dindling delf the clinking clang of knife and fork as some poor wretch regaled himself on early greens and roasted pork he gazed in the direction of the sound which seemed to him like the noise of fifty bowls and a corresponding number of steam hammers turned loose in a china shop the goggle-eyed ogre was feeding himself his huge form was perched aloft on a wooden erection supported by four massive pillars in one hand he held a large knife bigger than blinks's body in the other he grasped a mighty trident and our hero gazed in mute and mewless astonishment at the immense shovelfuls of mash and the tremendous lumps of sodden flesh the gigantic monster made disappear down his maw and the oceans of colored water that went gurgling down his gullet then began blinks to reason with himself and commune with his own thoughts after the following fashion the world must be rid of such a monster the herculean labor must fall on him blinks would he flinch no perish the thought and then had he better slay the ogre at once and mingle his blood with his irish stew or wait until he had gorged himself the latter plan after much deliberation our young and hairy hero determined to adopt for and because no doubt and to wit in all probability after the ogre had eaten his fill he would give a grunt like a satisfied mother sow give a grunt tumble down in a corner and sleep for a fortnight and blinks swore by every hair in his blinks whiskers he never again should wake in this world his mind being now fully made up blinks carefully washed his face using up two spittles for that purpose he had thought of having a bath but then that would have taken time and ten spittles and he was in a hurry and deliberating had dried his mouth he then lowered himself gently over the edge of the rug and for the first time in his life stood alone in the world many and varied were the sensations that stole over his innocent mind as he stood for a moment to gaze wonderingly admiringly around him the words of byron came to his lips and now i'm in the world alone and eating kitchen fee why should i not the butter bone for the de i a mouse i see now said blinks i will go abroad upon the surface of the earth and walk about to and fro like a roaring lion seeking whom i may devour my child my child cried his fond and doting dam from the rug your grandmother answered the irreverent son stay oh stay exclaimed his sorrowing parent catching a fly and swallowing it in her anguish stay my too sensitive child and recline your little head on this here hairy bosom which is much too hot to be happy said blinks oh stay with me continued muffy will you not be the prop of my declining years never a prop quo blinks then said the parent i myself abroad shall go but blinks was off crying not for joe mew six a terrible sight 
carefully advancing one foot at a time our young hero slowly made his way across what appeared to him an interminable desert the ground was soft and mossy and here and there clusters of mighty pillars which she afterwards found were called chair legs towered skywards he passed a great many strange things and heard a great many strange sounds that he could not tell the meaning of at last he arrived at the foot of a tall iron wall the fender round which he waddled for many a feline mile but finding no gate at which to knock he resolved to scale the barrier and solve the mystery so he raised himself on his hind legs thinking at the same time how handy hind legs were and how happy he was to possess such appendages then he gazed over the wall the sight that was presented to him would have turned a hero less brave into windstone but blinks was blinks it appeared to be a great blazing volcano surrounded or rather ribbed in by gigantic bars of steel in fact it looked like a small bad place in which he had no doubt the souls of dogs and the gizzards of birds were getting purified of their sins on the top thereof was a mighty cauldron and the steam therefrom rose in dense clouds and disappeared in the blackness of darkness and there was much smoke and flame and a loud spluttering noise accompanied by hissing and crackling and lo even as he gazed a mighty ball of fire was thrown out by a small and ugly fiend that dwelt below the cauldron in the midst of the ardent element and the ball of fire fell within a whisker length of our gallant blinks who just then remembered that he was getting thirsty and could spare time to gaze no longer so after casting one defiant glance at the ugly little fiend that crouched beneath the cauldron he left the little hades and journeyed on in quest of adventures mew seven the cricket of the hearth pretty dick blinks had not traveled many legs leagues till he was met by a very funny ill-shaped gentleman he was like a very wee mahogany table but not much bigger than blinks's mamma's red nose if it had been a mahogany table and he had two big nippers hanging down in front of him and blinks observed that he also had two small black eyes like the points of as many needles and very shiny they were and altogether very knowing and wicked looking blinks stopped and the little mahogany gentleman laid a deadly fly on the ground and did the same ho ho mr fluff said the latter looking up at blinks with one eye and shutting the other as if he had no immediate use for it and the thought that one was enough for the occasion ho ho mr fluff so you're learning to crawl are you eh does your mother know you're out eh blinks was highly indignant at this style of address and also at being called fluff so he replied with considerable dignity i am not fluff sir i am blinks blinks sir and i may inform you sir that my maternal relative is entirely cognizant of my being abroad sir blinks are you said the little fellow not at all abashed blinks he 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 a pretty blinks you are let me see you and the small brown gentleman commenced running round him so quickly that blinks in trying to wheel on a pivot fairly rolled over on his back and the man of mahogany was forced to hold his sides with laughing he 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 laughed and ha 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 and ho 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 and then he 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 again and then oh dear he cried i shall split and the tears ran out of his needle points and down over his nose and nippers 
to say that blinks was angry would but poorly describe the torrent of wrath that raged within his youthful breast after carefully gathering himself up again he confronted the wee brown gent and sir cried blinks imp or devil tell me who you are and where you dwell and should it even be in yonder evil place beneath yon horrid cauldron a friend of mine shall wait upon you in the morning i said the mahogany one drawing himself up to his full height which was not much after all i sir i am sir the cricket of the hearth the cricket of the hearth sir and i have a good mind to pull your nose sir here he shook one pair of his immense nippers and the nose sir here he shook his other pair of nippers of the ignorant old lady your mother who allows her fluffy fools of children to trespass upon and insult grown gentlemen on their own policies the little gent would have added much more but just then he was interrupted by a loud voice apparently in the air making the remark bravo 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 and looking up blinks espied a very large bird perched on a high wooden erection the cricket of the hearth was observed to turn very pale at the same time i say he turned pale and he also turned tail and muttering fire and fury made off as fast as six legs could carry him i'll fluff you cried blinks and was about to give chase when the bird alighted on the ground in front of him and almost at the same time the cricket disappeared as suddenly as if he had vanished from the face of the earth and indeed that is precisely what he had done why said blinks what has come of our little mahogany friend this question he put to the bird who was now standing in a very ludicrous attitude with his head and neck all awry and a big swelling or lump in his throat as if he had been improperly hanged did you hear me said blinks as the bird made no immediate answer and appeared slightly convulsed can't you see said pretty dick for it was no other and he spoke with great difficulty can't you see i'm ch ch choking at last getting out the word and straightening his neck at the same time i ate him bravo pretty dick woo 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 and he burst into the spring of shillelagh and finished off with two bars of duncan gray good heavens cried blinks standing aghast did you real you don't mean to say that you positively swallowed him you know positively damn said the bird tsee 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 woo 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 hurrah 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 bravo dick he is now engaged turning over the stones in my gizzard and counting them i fear i am two or three short after that job is finished i shall bring him up again and break him in pieces and eat him properly woo 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 bravo dick sugar snails and brandy tsee 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 monstrous said blinks is the darling starling pretty snails sir said blinks yes said dick i thought you spoke said blinks oh no said the bird i often talk to myself what is that between your toes so saying the bird hopped up to blinks and separating his toes with his beak in a very rude manner he gazed between them don't do that again if you please said blinks certainly not if you desire it cock-a-doodle-doo sugar and brandy pretty darling but what is that in your nostril sugar snails and before a hero was aware the starling's bill was inserted opened like the toes of a compass and the nose of poor blinks nearly torn open this was too much of a good thing and blinks aimed a cuff and fired a lucifer match at the bird 
causing that gentleman to spring quickly backward and ejaculate hurrah hurrah you rascal love is the soul of a nate irish snail you rogue after which he brought up the poor cricket again and he so glad to see daylight again said thank you sir and was moving off no you don't now said the bird seizing him by the hindmost leg how many stones in my gizzard you unhappy little wretch mercy mercy cried the cricket i entirely forgot then down you go again said the starling and down the cricket went blinks stood gazing horror-stricken when the bird piping a few bars of a tune wheeled suddenly round and made a determined effort to compass out blinks eye is that an eye said he as if he didn't know rather said blinks a little proudly then give us a bit cried dick chicky chick chick woo 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 snails and brandy pretty starling bravo do you know said blinks it strikes me you're a fool no i ain't said the bird only a philosopher always gay you know love is the soul of a darling pretty starling but i say you know you and i will be excellent friends and you shall play in my cage and i will give you sugar snails and brandy quack 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 don't be frightened it's only my fun and now i must be off master will want me to sing to him after dinner he has just finished his sucking pig he plays the fiddle and i sing just fly up with me on the table but oh i forgot you awkward creature digging blinks in the ribs you haven't the vestige of a wing well my master the ogre said blinks bravo cried the bird just you call him an ogre and he will soon have a new string to his fiddle what do you mean inquired blinks why said the starling he has a pretty little box called a violin filled with the souls of defunct cats your brothers and sisters are all there and their insides are made into strings and stretched all over and when he tickles the strings with a hair they all caterwaul master sings and pretty dicky sings chick 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 churl 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 but snails and brandy i'm off and away flew the beautiful bird who was all shiny with black and blue and silver and blinks sat for quite a long time gazing up after him with his lack-lustre eyes and then getting to his feet he commenced walking homewards musing on all the strange things he had seen and heard mew ate a terrible adventure with a hairy snake blinks's ma lived away in a corner on a rug of large dimensions and he had a very long way to walk over the trackless plain over the pathless desert over the bounding prairie and night too was beginning to creep down and blinks thought he could perceive enemies lurking in every corner and monsters hiding in every shade so that had he been anything less than blinks he would certainly have thought it worth while being afraid but being blinks he marched bravely on only just by way of caution he gave an occasional glance over his right shoulder then one over his left then one behind all the while keeping a sharp lookout ahead happening to look round to his astonishment he beheld something like a snake with its head reared high in the air apparently following his every footstep this caused blinks to quicken his pace he soon looked round again the creature whatever it was was still there waving its head from side to side and evidently looking at blinks with all its might although never an eye it had at all that he could see then thinks blinks i'll spring smartly round and seize it no sooner said than done and brave blinks jumped suddenly about and attempted to catch the snake which was twice as tall as himself and covered with hair by the throat but the creature was too wide awake and when blinks turned round so did it 
so round and round spun blinks and round and round went the hairy serpent and always kept directly in our hero's rear when he stopped it stopped when he went round again it went round again at long last poor blinks began to feel dizzy but he was much too brave to think of giving in till finally he tumbled on his back and then the snake peeped up between his hind legs that is blinks's hind legs for serpents never have hind legs by any chance ho ho says blinks mr sea snake i'll have ye now without any more going about the bush so saying he caught the creature by the end just where his eyes would have been had he had any he caught it and bit it and as he did so blinks himself uttered a sharp cry of pain and bit the snake again and then cried again and then licked the part of the snake he had bitten tenderly with his tongue this went on with great vigor for a length of time at last blinks desisted and well i'm jiggered says he if it isn't a part of myself i've been a-running from and a-fighting with and a-chewing at all the time how provoking and i don't know any bad words else wouldn't i swear memo to make my ma teach me to say bad words bravo bravo cried pretty dick who perched on a stool had been watching all the performance with singular interest bravo yourself cried blinks indignantly but he felt very foolish nevertheless and that was how blinks came to the knowledge that he possessed that very useful and ornamental appendage called a tail and that extremity was ever afterwards viewed by him with great interest and treated with utmost respect blinks conducting himself with conscious pride and dignity as behooves an animal of the feline persuasion who is possessed of two eyes and is followed about wherever he goes by a living moving gracefully waving tail mew nine daring ascent of a volcanic mountain after another half hour's walk blinks arrived at the foot of a great black mountain all covered with rank black grass the mountain had much the resemblance of a huge lion couchant seems a long way to walk around said our hero i'll even go over and i'll get a fine view of the surrounding country from the top so saying blinks mentally girded up his loins and began to climb it was very steep and very high and he had to pause many times to take breath but he cast no longing lingering look behind that wasn't his nature so he muttered excelsior putting a great emphasis on the r which is the pet letter of the feline race after much toil and trouble he stood on the highest peak of mount black and saint mary what a scene burst upon his astonished eyes the sun had gone down behind the distant window frame but the ogre had just lighted two moons and placed them conveniently on the end of brass pipes for which kind of action blinks postponed his execution sindi everything was thus rendered nearly as bright as day as far as his eye could reach nothing was visible but the flowery prairie the ogre's legs and the great beams supporting the universe the view was bounded by flowery walls which he doubted not was the end of the world while far away in a corner the well-pleased and foolishly affectionate looking face of his mamma looked up from her rug she spied her son even at that distance and turned up the white of her breast to lure him down the old idiot said blinks to himself how can she be so ridiculous and unromantic would livingston's mamma do that to her son if she espied him far away on the peak of Terraniff? no blinks was gazing skywards and thinking that if he were spared to return to his native rug he would write a book that would astonish the weak nerves of the tea-guzzling universe and beat all creation when he began to fancy he could hear a low rumbling noise beneath his feet 
and perceive a slight heaving motion in the body of the mountain he bent down and listened yes there it was there could be no doubt of either fact and terrible thought he stood on the summit of a living volcano but he did not fear nay he even caught himself singing for joy but in a moment his joy was turned to very particular grief and his wonder to something as nearly akin to fear as the heart of a blinks could beat time to for says blinks isn't it rising i am isn't it bigger and bigger the mountain is getting there was no longer any question of it all and blinks hurried down the side of the mountain as fast as four legs could carry him but judge if you can of his astonishment to find that the hill itself had four legs as well as he himself had so that unless he could manage to creep down one of these he would have to leap through the sky down 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 to the vast plain below for a moment only he stopped to think to bring all the wonderful powers of his great mind to bear upon the terrible situation but just then his deliberation was brought to a speedy conclusion for wonderful to relate the whole head of the hill turned about and looked him directly in the face with a pair of eyes as big so thought he as fish ponds while at the same time a great cold nose was thrust right beneath him and he was hurled headlong into the plain below and the volcanic mountain which catch jealous of the immortality of blinks have since averred was nothing else but the ogre's large dog nero shook itself and walked away to the other end of the boundless prairie and blinks confessed many days afterwards that at that moment though by no means afraid he would not have undertaken to say whether his head or heels were uppermost after all no wonder for at that precise moment blinks lay on his back and the world consequently had an upside-down look about it mew ten the ogre the baptism of blinks it might have been thought that the trials and adventures of blinks were now at an end for one day but no he still had another to add to the list he had come through fire and earth and air he was now to come through water one other weary mile he had yet to wander ere he could lay his war-worn head on his mother's breast and this mile he was engaged placing behind him when suddenly and ere he was aware a gigantic hand was laid upon him and he was carried swiftly through space wheeled quickly around and immediately found himself face to face with horror of horrors the ogre ho ho my little gentleman so spoke the ogre you've been and gone and got a couple of peepers that is what the ogre termed blink's eyes such desecration of terms can scarcely be credited but it is indeed true a couple of peepers queer blue-gray blinkers they are too so so you must be baptized then it may be observed here that although our hero had got a name the ceremony of baptism had not yet taken place the ogre then pronounced these remarkable words swinging our little hero through the immensity of space at every word and finally plunging him feline fathoms below water in a dark wooden-bound lake of murky water bucket in the name of your father and your mother and your sister and your brother who all made a living in the software line i baptize you blinks down 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 did the ogre plunge blinks and the dark waves cold and cruel closed remorselessly over his head then did blinks gasp he gasped he spluttered and spluttering spat kicked violently and kicking sunk into insensibility when he revived he found himself in the hairy arms of his loving ma who was licking his wet and shivering body with a loving tongue 
Blinks soon dried, then tired out, war-worn and weary, he sunk to rest with a tit in his mouth, while his mother crooned over the following song, taught her by her mother, Blinks's grandma, in the happy days of her playful kittenhood. The Three Threads Tune Purr, whirr, purr, whirr. Purple, derple, dirum, dum, three threads and a thrum. The wee bit mousy made a housey, made a housey in a drum. Scraped a hole and made a housey, made its housey in a drum. The three threadies and a thrum, if ye canna sing, ye just mon hum. When the mousy sleep it, pousy creep it, creep it slyly to the drum. Popped a paw in, clucked a claw in, clucked a claw in the mousy's wum. Ach, hey, how hum, three threadies and a thrum. If ye canna sing, ye moun be mum. The mousy grat, the caddy spat, and hauled the thingy fray the drum. It winked its eenies like heads o' preenies, gave a wee cheep, and sign was dumb. Fee, fa, fi, fum, cheer up, my dear, and look niglum. I bit off its heed, I lick it its bleed, and gnawed the beanies beside the drum. Just three sips, and I lick it my lips, lick it my lips, and then said num. Tinkle, tankle, tingle, tum, wheel, wheel, and isn't it rum? There is nae musy in the drum. The manie cried when he spied the mouse is holy in the drum. But deal gang wit that I shall greet, it'll make a very decent lum, with three threads and a thrum. Thrum, 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 three threads and a thrum. End of Volume 1, Chapter 15